Don't run him over, please. He did not. He did not give a no. flying flick, though. I was very close to cussing already, but I'm gonna hold it in. Hi. Two minutes. Yo, welcome to the Pen Pals podcast. I'm your, I'm your pal Egg. Easy. We don't usually get into politics on this. Oh God, why are we doing this? Hold on. You didn't tell me we were doing politics. No, listen to me. Oh my gosh. A years of discrimination and hate have finally come to an end this week. That's right. Um, the International House of Pancakes has finally admitted that all breakfast is equal. They are now, say goodbye to IHOP, it is now IHOP. International House of Breakfast. I don't know if that's true. Yes, it is. Sure, it is. Oh, okay. Is it not? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. They're going bankrupt anyway. So. Are, is that why? I don't know. It's so right. Applebee's and they're blaming millennials. Oh, no. Maybe because Applebee's does not have good food. No, they don't. It's cheap, but it's not good. No. It's only cheap when you go during the half price. Yeah. But they have those. Yeah, they you have. Know me, I go into an Applebee's, I come out drunk. Right. On those Bahama Mamas. Bahama Mamas? Yeah. Wow. That sounds like something I would call my wife in the future. Uh-huh. This is my Bahama Mama. Cute. Yeah, probably. Anyway. Anyways, yeah, so. Discrimination, this ho- hoisting up of pancakes, it's over. The pancake capital of the world has now said enough. So now the pressure is on Waffle House. The pressure is squarely on Waffle House's shoulders. Will they keep up this this pro waffle? What about you? Your name's Egg, for God's sakes. Oh man. Well, talking about breakfast food. Oh snap. Well, I'm a little upset that they changed their name because now more of my brethren are going into the fryer, quite literally. Nowhere is going to be safe. This is how we're going to start this podcast. <laughs> you don't think this is a great I start? I mean, we're already, what, four minutes <laughs> in almost? Like, might, as well, might as well go with it. Well, I thought this was a decent start. All right. What do you, okay, here, let's run it. No, nope, we're already halfway in. Well, no, not halfway in, we're in. You want, <laughs> you, want to, you, you want to throw in a topic, a little intro? No? Well, I would like to throw in, if you are... A supporter of the Star Wars people that are protesting the women of that, or the people of color of that movie, like they're taking pride in the fact that they drove one of the actresses off of social media because they harassed her so much. That's pretty. If you're one of those people, you can stop listening to this podcast. I don't want you. You can shut it off. And like, if you don't, if you didn't like Less Jedi or you didn't like right. Rose That's as a character, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. Rose as a character, I did not care for. No, I'm I not can... gonna go harass the actress. No, it's not her. She it's, didn't write it's it. It's bad cliche writing. Yeah. But they're, you know, these people that are like we drove her off, we're successful. Screw you. Yeah. You're ruining. And then your people are playing the Star Wars fandom. Oh, look at the Star Wars fans. No, it's not the no, Star Wars. No, it's fans. not all the Star Wars fans. That's a couple not, of. That's not a fair. That's a couple of people say. that just. It's just assholes. That's what's going on here. And I'm sorry I cussed. I didn't. This wasn't an effort, Jeffrey. Yeah, I'm. I am trying. My, my gosh darn diddly. Oh, there goes. The, nope. There it goes. Oh damn it. There it goes. He dropped the mic because he was fiddling with it when he didn't have to be. And 
I'm sorry. The F bomb came flying out. It did. Alright, hold on. I think we're set up perfectly now. I think we were fine before. It looked right. like I'm sorry. Set up. I don't I'm sorry. Know. I don't know. I was just worried. So, your episode two is missing from that. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Guys, I skipped episode two, put up episode three, and I still called it episode three, even though there were only. So, maybe put episode two up there. I'm gonna put episode. I love how you take this public forum to. To attack uh, me. To hold you accountable. You're right. You're right. Well, then we don't have a public forum if you're not posting the podcast. I post them at literally every other podcast that we've recorded <laughs> is on there. Right. All right. Well, let me tell you. Let me break it down for you. Uh, As of right now, we have three recorded podcasts. You posted two of them. We're averaging 66%. That's a D plus. Well, rating on getting them uploaded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. I got it. Haven't understood. <laughs> All right. So Pen Pal's podcast is probably about time we got into the meat. And boy, he's so excited for us. I have no idea. We, you can't even say that what we have planned because I I'm not part of it. I don't know what you have planned. We have them. We have them. Let's start with the book. We we always start with the book. A piece of writing. What what write piece of writing would you like to? Discussing. This ain't on me. You, you said yes, 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 because you said, can, can you do the author spotlight? And I said, sure, would you mind doing, like, the book? And you said, I will do that. Oh, jeez. Louise. You've been hyping up this whole podcast that I haven't even... Listen, if you don't... If... There's a book we can talk about, um, Ray Bradbury, something with Kid This Way Comes. Oh, we both oh, read that book. We have both read this book? It's one of my favorite books by one of my favorite authors. Yes. So we'll talk it's about so good. That. It's tough. You, um, I've, I've read it once. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think you should take the lead because this is one of your favorite books. Yeah. So, what do you want me to say? It's a good book. It is a good It's book. a coming of age novel and it's got supernatural and sci fi elements to it. It's basically a little ghost story mm-hmm. and it was written in the 50s or 60s. I don't quite remember when. I want to say 61. I could be wrong. You want, uh, I can take a little gander here. But anyway. It was a good, it was a good book, and it's set in the Midwest, which is where we are from. Yes, ma'am. And where well, we are from, where I was raised. Right. It's so, not where my heart is, though. Well, your heart's in Tennessee. Yeah. For whatever reason. My homeland. That I'm not from. It is not my homeland. So anyway, yeah, and it's just relatable. And I read it when I was. 14, so it was like dark and edgy, and I was like, mm, I'm alternative, I'm reading this book. Mm. Look at me. Mm, look at me go. Oh, oh. And right. I really liked it, and I liked the writing, and it just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's very solid. The Everything is explained super well. The writing is just solid. Solid descriptors, mm-hmm. paints the physical scene really well. Now, there's always an air of mystery about um, where the it's a it's an evil carnival. Yeah. It's basically, and there's always an air of mystery about what is going on and how they're doing the do. <laughs> At the carnival. Yeah. The carnival. It's very um. It's not like a lot of horror things that you would see today. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very unique. They made a movie about it. I haven't actually seen the movie because I don't want to ruin the book. Right. 
Right. But I heard it's a good movie. Oh, really? I saw I saw a trailer. Ooh. For it. Look, look good. It's an older movie. Yeah. It's, um... It's cool because a lot of the ways the carnival gets people is by, like, offering to give them something that they've, like, always wanted. Eternal youth. Yeah. That's a, it's a really cool idea. Yeah? Yeah. And the title is just great. Something would get this way comes. Right. It's fine. Based off of Hamlet, right? Yeah. By a pricking of my thumb, something would get this way comes. Yeah. Yes. Yes! Yes, Queen Slay It. Yes! Yeah, great book. Yeah. I have to. I would write, I gave it four or five stars. You gave it like. I think I gave it three. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I like things, he doesn't like them because I like them. That's not true. I like. No, I like Riverdale. It's true. It's true. I like, no, it's not. No, but to be fair with Riverdale, I didn't introduce you to that. We were both watching that in secret. Yeah. Well, you more so were watching it in secret. I just never talked well, about yeah, it. Well, yeah, I'd also started watching it like the day before, and then I came to you like. Yeah, like it wasn't like. I was keeping it an active secret, like, oh, just can't know. But I did start the conversation. And you were watching it on my Netflix, so I'm yeah. pretty much new. I did start the conversation slightly hesitantly. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it's just because you We've involved so many people in the Riverdale fandom. We've really drawn them in. We're, the be- we're their best recruiters, I would say. Uh, probably not. No. Jeez. I bet advertisements are. <laughs> you know, things they pay money for commercials and the such. Yeah. Oh, man. Whew. All right. Well, I, I, you good. have meat for this. I have meat. Let's I, see what it is. Let's dive in. Hey, Gigi. What? <laughs> Do you want to play a game? Is that what you're going to say? Because that's what you always say. Sure, let's play a game. Do you know if Peaches is meeting us? Oh, you just shut your mouth. That's not what you're going to say. Now let's play the game. All right. You were going to ask me if we were going to play a game. I know you was going to ask me that. <laughs> That's what you think. That's what I do. You want to play a game? You, you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? You've never seen a song movie in your life. No, Jesus. Awful. I've I seen would, them all. I'd pee myself. <laughs> really? Um, so this is a new game. It's called You Know You Want It. Um, and here's what I was thinking of. Uh, we would both construct a, uh, a commercial for a strange product or a strange, like, advertisement campaign. Okay. So, like, an example would be, like, you would have to make a commercial for McDonald's that features their new pledge to only use recycled meats. Oh. And you'd have to, like, spin it, like, how would you make that good? Would you come up with good? this stuff? It's my head. Alright. My head brain. Alright. I kind of want to go with that. How would you... Alright. This featuring McDonald's new recycled meats policy. Okay. How would you make a commercial advertising? I'm supposed to make something? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. I would... Like, you want me to pretend like I'm in the commercial? I want you to, like, set the stage for the commercial and then give us, like, okay. the dialogue, what's going so on. So, the stage is... It shows the outside of the McDonald's restaurant, mm-hmm. the Golden Arches... And then it, the camera pans inside. You hear a toilet flush. And then it's somebody comes out, a, a man comes out with a newspaper. You know what he just did in there. Right, the toilet flush. Right. 
And then it, the next scene is just the hamburger being plopped down on the grill, <laughs> sizzling. And it talks about how they're going to go green in 2018. Right. And they're going to recycle their meat. Are they going green by going brown? Yes, they're going green by going brown and back to brown. So, <laughs> yes. And, and then it's going to show a family with four small children eating a hamburger. Nice. Of what we know is recycled feces. And they're enjo- are they enjoying, they're enjoying it? They're enjoying it. Good. Just the same great taste. ba da ba 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 We're you're eating food. Yeah, you're eating food. Uh, yeah, that's what I would say. That's awesome. Yeah. Doing very well. Yeah. And they'd advertise the toy of the week or whatever. Right, yeah. Is that also made for Like pieces? a little poop emoji. Oh, no, that would be a really good idea. Nice. Do you have a product or? or well, you never tell me ahead of time, so I, just, I have to think of something. You're right. You just like you plan, and then I'm like, oh, what's it about? You'll see. And it's just. Well, I probably I, I should have told you this one. Yeah. Yeah, because it told me to get a product and. Uh, right. We move on to the next bit. No, I'll come up with something. Okay. I don't know. You put all the pressure on me. I'm sorry. I, you're right. Alright, you have to pitch for a company okay. that makes long sleeve, heavy cotton shirts and they're intended to be worn in the hot summer days. Right, yeah. And they're, yeah. They're like a gray shirt and they're striped red. Let me, with uh, a, with a, with a, <laughs> Random blue collar, navy collar. Let me break this down for the folks at home. Uh, Gigi is describing the exact shirt that I'm wearing on this blistery June evening. And it's like, not blistery, but it's humid. It's humid. <laughs> You're right. There's a solid little... Um, um, the humidity is just... It's it's up there. Yeah. And you're wearing this shirt. Yeah. It looks like there's going to be a twister any second around here. In full blue jeans. We are in Tornado Alley. For this state, anyway. Oh. And, well, I wear blue jeans. I don't wear shorts. No, neither do I. I always wear blue jeans, no matter what the weather. But I you're wearing a heavy cotton top. Yeah. Well, you're wearing two layers. Well, this Look is at a you casting... Thi- this is a thin layer. Listen, I'm you a- combine a thin shirt... And another thin shirt. Yeah, it's a regular shirt then, not a heavy cotton top. You throw all this shade at me, and I give you a little sprinkle back. Because you do this I thing where you think an you, No, you do this thing where you think the shade you have makes sense. It makes... It, what? You're wearing two... Sorry, I'm... I'm wearing a loose, like, over shirt, like a dress shirt, like, jacket. Not jacket, because I'm short sleeve. It's plaid. A plaid, like... Overshirt, like a, like a button like up. A button that's yeah. not button up. It's just resting upon my shoulders. And then I have a t-shirt. Yeah, and I did. I didn't. And have I look a, quite classy. You do. I don't have a problem. With and you. my excuse is, I was at work wearing this at work. My um, semi-professional attire. When you work at a place that has a t-shirt, you change out of the t-shirt into this Listen. wool cotton top. You gotta know the plans for what you're doing for the day. Alright? What am I doing? I'm going from my place of work to my car. Going to your car. This is all... And then going to 
a game shop, and then a restaurant. These are all AC environments. We're not going out to play some ball. We're not shooting hoops. We're not taking a hike. My, my, my theory? Yeah? You grabbed a shirt on your way to work, you didn't realize you grabbed a long sleeve cotton heavy wool shirt. And now you're making up excuses. No, I knew I was wearing the shirt. I've never once it's, seen you wear that shirt. It's a new shirt. We've been friends for how long? And I, I've never once seen you wear I that shirt. I can get Who buys shirt? a cotton shirt in the summer? I ain't buying it. It's it's a like, fresh deal. Make your pitch. Alright. <coughs> yeah, you can't, can you? It opens up, alright. It's a guy on the beach. He's alone. He's not... He's not fat. He's not obese, but he's slightly overweight. Next dad, to him... Dad bod. Yeah, dad bod. Next to him, there's a guy working out, pumping the iron. They're both shirtless on the beach. Girls run by. Guy waves. Hey. They giggle at him, then walk up to the to the really buff dude and start flirting and talking with him. He goes, oh, oh shucks. Oh, man. And then a man pops out from the sand behind him wearing a lovely long sleeve cotton shirt and says, hey, bud, I, it's, you don't have to be ashamed. Try on one of, uh, Krabby Tom's, uh, long sleeve shirts to hide your, hide your dad bod with his cool, unique style. Throws on the shirt, five mermaids appear from the sea and flop towards him. Oh. And then, He's hanging out with them, and they carry him into the water. There you go. And, yep, that's it. And then... Dad bods are in, though, nowadays. You know what they are? Thanks to the U.S. luge team. Because luge is like an Olympic sport, and they all have dad bods. Are you thinking of, um... Yeah. Curling? Curling. Why do I always get those two confused? No. Curling. It's okay. With the broom. Right, yeah. Luge is the one with, like, the super sled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you die when you do that. They, someone did last winter. Well, in 2010. Yeah, last winter right. Olympics. 2010. Right? Well, we had some this year. Then we'll have and then there, 2011. What? Wait. And in 2014, they were in Sochi. Oh, that's and right. In 2010, they were in Vancouver. You're correct. I do a pot. Not the last Olympics. The Olympics before the last Olympics. Three Olympics ago? Three <laughs> Olympics ago now. We Canada. Just, right. Three Olympics ago, though. Well, yeah, yeah. One Winter Olympics. No! It was the third Winter Olympics ago. They were in Vancouver. Right, there was Sochi? There's Vancouver in 2010, and then Sochi in 14, and then they were in South Korea in 2018. Oh, yeah, I am counting that as the current Winter Olympics. They're over. You're right. You're correct. You do, Blanche. (laughs) Okay. I wanna, I wanna try some. This isn't a game. I was gonna make it a game, but I felt felt too in love with what was going on. Um, I also don't have a fun name for it. I wanna discuss some fan theories for our favorite books and films. Oh, okay. Some fan. I tried to find the wackiest ones I could. The first two, they're pretty solid. The first two theories I okay. read, and I was, I thought, man. They've got some good points. It's very legit. Okay. The last one, I don't want to. I don't want to give you any. I don't All want right. you to have a preconceived notion, but it's pretty wild. All right. All right. 
the the movie I selected was The Wizard of Oz. Okay. I felt like this would be very rich, uh, big world. All right, my first theory: the Wicked Witch isn't wicked. Uh, this is expanded upon in the book dash musical Wicked. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, both the book and the musical are very good. Uh, the theory suggests that the wizard not only lies about being a wizard, but also is the cause of most of the problems found within Oz. Oh, you can feel free to interrupt uh, me at any time, by the way. Right. Well, because we already know that the Wicked Witch wasn't always wicked. Right, right. Mila Kunis. They made her wicked. Yes. I never got to see that movie, actually. I never seen it. No, no, I was supposed to go see it with um, a couple of friends. This is actually about. Huh. Um, there was uh, six of us, and we were taking um, two cars to go to a bigger city that was about an hour away to see it for a friend's birthday. And she was just a spoiled punk. Anyway, I was driving one of the cars, but we stopped at a Walmart, and we were still an hour away, and my car was overheating. So I said, Oh, well, I don't want to drive all the way to blah, blah, blah. Let's just go to the movie theater that's in town here. But she wouldn't have it because it was her birthday and she wanted to go to Buffalo Wild Wings in the mall. And I'm like, girl, I can't go and we all can't fit in the car. No, but six of them could. Oh, no. And so they all left me alone. Oh, no. And so I never saw the whatever it was called. Uh, Oz the Great and Power or whatever. Yeah, I think that was it. I never got to see it. Damn. Anyway, continue. All right. A little sad story. Um, anyways, that the Wizard of Oz created most of the problems found in Oz in order to justify his placement as a leader. Uh, the Wicked Witch of the West uh, is simply an innocent, albeit magical, bystander that the wizard uses as a scapegoat. Supporters of this theory point out that the witch only comes after Dorothy to attain the shoes and justify this as wanting something to remember her sister by. Uh, Why don't you just say that? Well, I'm sure... Dorothy don't get the damn shoes until the end of the... No, Dorothy gets them right away. Are you sure? Yeah, because she lands the house on the Wicked Witch of the East, and then... Then why didn't she just go home? Because... Oh, dude, we're getting into the second theory, but Glinda did not tell her that she just could just click her shoes and go home. I don't trust that Glinda. Well, hold on a second here. Hold on to your shiny little hat. And your little, your little that hole, that spoiled biatch, who didn't let me go to that movie because she wanted to see that house, is actually working at this cousin's subs right now. <laughs> I ought to, we ought to pull in there with all of our equipment and be like, listen up. Listen, listen I've got a laptop up. and a small microphone. It's time for you to start yep. talking. Yep, there she is, her orange car. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Oh, man. I know that place. What? We passed the place of my occupation. Yeah. Uh, but not, this, it's a different one in a chain. Anyways, they do not deny that the witch may have a few anger issues, but do suggest that her green skin most likely turned her into a social outcast and thus would have made learning, like socialization and learning proper social etiquette more difficult for her. Yeah. Like she would have been more defensive. Right. Um, because she's used to people making fun of the fact that she's green. It's not easy being green. No, it's not. Thank you, Kermit. That's actually a really good song. Right. Are you ready for the second theory? Yes. Um, 
the second theory is that Glinda is the true villain. Yeah, I don't right. trust her either. No, this theory states that Glinda, the quote, good, unquote, used the unknowing Dorothy as a pawn in order to obtain complete control of Oz. When Dorothy arrives, four people hold the power in Oz. The Wicked Witch of the East, the Wicked Witch of the West, the Wizard, and Glinda the Good. Glinda, wanting the power for herself, summons a tornado to kidnap Dorothy and uses it to kill the Witch of the East by dropping a house on her head. How else would she have known that something had happened in Munchkinland? Because she arrives very quickly. That's true. She then forces the ruby slippers onto Dorothy's feet. She, like, uses a spell and, like, click. Oh, my God, they're on her feet. Well, she don't tell her. Bitch, all you gotta do is click, no, click, no, click, no, clack, no, clack, no. clack. Say this and you're good. No. Uh, she then forces the ruby slippers onto Dorothy's feet and sends her to see the wizard. She's the one who says, follow yeah. me. Blah, blah, blah. The wizard sends Dorothy out to kill the Witch of the West. Well, he tells her to take her broom, but you can't do that unless you kill her. And that takes out the second ruler of Oz, both of the Wicked Witches. Once Dorothy and the gang realize that the wizard doesn't have any actual powers, he's revealed as a fraud and forced to leave Oz, leaving Glinda as its sole ruler. Then, once Glinda is free of her rivals, she tells Dorothy that she could have returned home whenever she wished. When Dorothy, or I think it's actually one of the Tin Men, Scarecrow, or Lion asks why she didn't just tell her that right away Glinda says first that she wouldn't have believed her and then because Dorothy needed to learn to not wish to go over the rainbow and not tread too far from home which sounds to me like a bit of a threat yeah sounds to me like hey you better you better not come back here alright you better watch your I don't trust her no 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 no, I don't trust her one bit why would Glinda keep the news from her if she didn't have an agenda for Dorothy to carry out? That's true. She wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Mm. I actually buy that one. Are you ready for this third theory? Is it extreme? It's a little extreme. Um, Alright. Alright. The wizard is Willy Wonka's father. Oh. Alright. You know the little red road that Willy Wonka walks out of yeah. his factory to? You know what's right next to the yellow brick road at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz? The red road? A red brick road. And we don't know where it leads, but this person would have you believe Willy Wonka's factory. Let's can start just, Can I just say something? Yeah. Colonial America had brick roads. Red brick roads. <coughs> it was a... Con- <sighs> <laughs> Listen, I won't believe in this one either, but it's... It's, it's going to take you on a ride. Are you ready? I guess. All right. The wizard arrives in Oz when his hot air balloon gets caught in a tornado and he crash lands in the world. In this theory, he leaves behind his son. He leaves his son, Willie, behind in Earth. Wanting to return to his son, the wizard begins building a glass elevator, but is constantly delayed from returning home as he must constantly fix problems caused by the Wicked Witch of the West and East. Back home, his son Willie was gaining renown as a master candy craftsman, but one day, his store shut down. For five years, neither his candy nor Mr. Wonka himself would be seen. During those five years, Mr. Mr. Wonka searched for his father, following the clues until he too was sucked up by a tornado and transported to Oz. There has to be a better way, right? 
Mm. A tornado is the only way. Is that what happens to people? Not the mode of transportation. Right, really? There he discovers the munchkins and their wild candy plants. Remember when Dorothy comes down, they got those candy plants. You know what Mr. Wonka's got in that fancy little room of his? Yeah. Plants made out of candy. Munchkins, Oompa Loompas. Right, hold on. After seeing that the munchkins are struggling due to construction of the yellow brick road in the Emerald City and a lack of jobs, Wonka promises to help them and forms a group of leaders known as the Lollipop Guild to help build up the munchkin economy. Oh, cute. Having no luck finding his father, Wonka returns home and uses his experience with the Lollipop Guild to further his business. Soon, he begins to take off, so much so that spies begin infiltrating the factory, forcing forcing Wonka to shut everything down once again and replace all of his human workers with, you guessed it, munchkins, whom he trusted more than humans. Wonka would lie about their race and origin in order to keep the land of Oz hidden from those who may want to use it to their own advantage, which he's kind of doing a little bit. Yeah. Kind of. He also establishes a policy of dyeing the munchkin's hair green in order to more easily spot outsiders looking to sneak into the factory. The repeated exposure to chocolate permanently dyes the munchkin's skin. This is, I gotta say, these working conditions are not great. No, like you need to call somebody. Yeah, munchkins, guys, you're not, you could do better. Uh, The munchkins also brought with them their candy plants. In exchange, the munchkins received fair pay, which they could use to help better munchkin land back in Oz. Uh, so this theory ties to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yes. not Willy Wonka, because Willy Wonka, they were all the same munchkin and they were all Indian. Like Indians, so. No, this ties to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I do apologize. Wonka quickly gained notoriety in Oz, and upon seeing that his son had accomplished so much, the wizard decided to anonymous anonymously give him the gift of the glass elevator and construct the red brick road so the munchkins could go from Mr. Wonka's chocolate factory to munchkin land freely and this is the same road that he walks on to greet Charlie at the beginning of the movie mm. and and that's the that's the theory buddy boy that's what that's what people are saying now get that out of here you know <laughs> not a fan? Not you don't you don't you don't believe in that one? The first two. I buy. Not that one. No. I have his own theory I've been brewing up. Oh, brew it on me. I think in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy too? Yeah. Yeah. At the end. You know, the father and the father <coughs> has all these babies. Mm-hmm. I think Gamora and Star-Lord are actually siblings, half-siblings. That's my theory. Because you don't really know who Gamora's father is. No, you don't see him. I don't And I think that. that it's like a... No. Luke and Leia. No, incestual. but they're so cute. Well, she's dead, so... Well, no, I think she's caught in the gym. Oh. I think she's I think, I, th- I think that they're siblings. No. And they're gonna do I it. I hope not. <laughs> they're gonna do it. And everyone's gonna laugh and love it. Yeah, that's my theory. Everyone's gonna be so I would say some Riverdale theories, but, like, Riverdale's so f- out there that it's probably true. <laughs> like, you say a theory, and then it's like the writers are writing the show as they read fan theories. Right, they're right, like, right. yes, we'll use this one. They were checking out fanfics, and they are like, that's a really good idea, actually. Yeah, I think. Actually, I will say, 
they were very clever with the black hood. I know people didn't like the. I knew I called it from day one. Yeah, I know, and then they threw you off with the fake black hood. I knew that hood. wasn't the case. I knew. I just yeah, knew. probably, but they threw doubt. They sprinkled. Well, remember little... episode one, season two? We watched that, and I was like, uh, "That's Hal." Yeah, you did. Spoiler alert: Hal's the black hood. Oh God. Yeah, you did, and then they threw a little fake black hood. So you think maybe, 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 but no, you were yeah. All right then. All right, that's that's what I got for fan theories. There. Ooh, what's next? Uh, the author spotlight, and I did F. Scott Fitzgerald. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I did it this this week. Shove it, <laughs> bozos. Wow, it was rude. <laughs> Apologize. I'm so, I'm their pal. <laughs> that was not a very pal thing to say. I'm sorry, pals. <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, he's one of the most famous American authors to ever live. I would say. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's an alcoholic. Yeah, I, well, I have right here. He lived the rock star lifestyle before the rock star even existed. The Roaring Twenties. Let's see. Oh, should I say in this voice? No. All right. This, this is going to be hard to understand you. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was born in Minnesota in 1896. Oh! <clears throat> in 1913, he published a detective story in a school paper, and that was his first published work. Uh, in 1917, he dropped out of college to join the Army. Uh, it was while in the army that he met his future wife, Zelda. Uh, little fun fact, Zelda broke off their first engagement because she thought that Fitzgerald could not financially support her. Oh. Uh, which plays a big role in his most famous novel, The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. I haven't seen that one. Oh. Is it good? I have not. Uh, oh, no, Leo. I haven't seen it. Okay. And... Why are they going into Chimera's? Why are they going into my GameStop? Or my game shop? I don't, didn't give them permission. Well, it's probably I get open. The, I get defensive when people do that. Do you? Yeah. So that's my spot. But it's keeping it open. If it was just you, they'd close down. No, I provide them business. Well, yeah, but not enough. Anyway. Like, enough for an individual, but not enough to keep a whole business running. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, she decided that... <clears throat> she would marry him in 1919 when he released his first novel, This Side of Paradise, and it was an instant success. Ooh. Uh, after that, he was hopping around Europe, drinking, partying, and writing short stories because he needed to keep up money because he was blowing through it so super fast. Uh, as well, he was doing this. He became really good friends with Ernest Hemingway, actually, another really famous writer who hated Zelda. Thought she was... Oh. Wrote that she was, she was crazy, and... So the bro don't like the hoe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Bro, not a fan of the hoe. Uh, it's like me and you. <clears throat> we don't have any hoes. Well, when you did have hoes, I didn't care for... Well, it wasn't that true. I cared for the one. Yeah. Well, when I had a hoe, you didn't care for her. I cared for her at first. And then she turned into a hoe. Yeah. Alright, it was during this time he wrote The Great Gatsby, which was not popular at the time, but is now considered to be his greatest achievement, and I think one of the best books ever written. It's probably Toss on My Mount Rushmore. It's in my top five. Top ten. You don't think it's that great? I think it's good. Alright. I think you're a, a walking cliche. Why? Nothing. We'll discuss that another time. I think I'm a walking cliche. I don't know. Sometimes, like, I question whether you read books or not. Why would I not 
Tuesdays with Tuesdays with Murray. I don't Tuesdays remember with name. Murray. I don't remember name. That's the name of the dude in the book. You're blowing out these speakers. Good. So hard. Okay. I sure am. Yeah. Oh geez. my jeez. I. I'm not good at remembering <laughs> names. I'm not good at remembering dates. You but I read the book. one of your favorite book. books. That's Put it down as one of your favorite books, and you didn't even know the character's name. Ask me your middle name right now, and I probably I can't you tell you. My Jacob. Name. There you go. But there you go. Ask me Peach's middle name. I don't know it. I don't know Peach's birthday. Yes, you do. It's July tenth. Yeah. No, I've read Tuesdays with Murray. Maury. More. Who names their kid Maury? No, it's like Edie. Jewish. I can't believe you thought that I didn't read that book. And that I didn't read. Wasn't just me that thought that. I never said nothing about the cats me. Oh, I think you're a walking cliche. I just say it. Your top ten of books is just like classics, like Oh Tuesdays with Maury. Great expectations. Is is Tuesdays with Maury really a classic? You know how many people read that book? A lot. Yeah. Maybe it's a classic because it's good, and a lot of people like good stuff. I bet I can name like five of your top ten. All right, go ahead. Well, Great Gatsby, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah. Great Expectations. Yeah. Uh, Ready Player One is in your top ten. Oh, now he's got to ponder. It is. He's told me. I think it is, yeah. Uh, Fangirl. No. Fangirl's not in my top ten. Whatever. Get out of here. (laughs) To Kill a Mockingbird. No. He's just saying lies. Oh, wow. You're wrong, and suddenly it's lies. <laughs> um, that hero book you read, I don't, you don't, even, yeah. know, you don't even know the title of it. No, I've been asking no. you for well, I've been asking you for a year. What's the title? What's the, you don't even know the title of it. I think it's superheroes, or it's heroes, or superpowers. It was very, I think it was very small, smallly published. I don't think it was a wide release. I can't find it. He doesn't care to learn the title. I can't find it. No, I'd rather learn the story. This head is made for stories, not titles. Mm. You should look at some of the stuff I named my characters. Names are not my thing. It's no bueno. That is true. I named a character Brown Claw once. Not good. Not a great name. Better than Brown Eye, I guess. Hey. Anyway, back to Ask Scott. Yeah. Uh, Fitzgerald would publish one more novel called Tender is the night, and it's a fictionalized account of his and Zelda's time in Europe. Uh, the book was received with mixed reviews, but uh, is mostly considered a disappointment. But it's improved; its reputation has improved over time. You know, I did hear that that Zelda was crazy. I just everyone well, says fun it. fact: uh, <clears throat> a few years later, Zelda would uh, be put in a psychiatric. Yeah, not surprised. She had uh, schizophrenia. Not surprised. No. Yeah, she was crazy. Gatsby, sorry, Fitzgerald was very famous for drinking super heavy. He would also die of, it's people debate it back and forth. They think like heart attack or just heavy drinking, taking its toll. Cirrhosis of the liver. Yeah. Um, I like his writing a lot because he doesn't pull any punches. It's A lot of is really heavily based off of his life. And some people say that's being cheap. Some people say that's being genuine. I like it when people write. He's in your top... That book's in your top ten. Yeah. Gatsby's good. Yeah. 
Right. Wow, what's your top ten then, Mr. Joey? Why don't you guess? Well, I guess what's in something wicked this way comes. Well, clearly, that was stated earlier in the episode. <sighs> Ready Player One. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Um, you gave two books five stars before, and To Kill a Mockingbird was one of them, if I remember correctly. Okay, well. <sighs> you see how like easy it is to guess like when I'm honest and tell you you're right and I don't pretend like you're wrong like you were doing when I was guessing I didn't <laughs> fangirl is not in my top uh-huh. 10 alright then I guess I'll I, I guess I'll have to believe that but I refuse to believe that why you've read the book like twice I've you, yeah. you have the audio book I rented it from the library mm-hmm, mm-hmm. alright jeez Alright, it's cool. Alright. It's cool, baby. It's cool. Hey, it's okay to be wrong once in a while, alright? If there was a test on who (laughs) knew each other better, I would win. Yeah, probably. I already know. Next podcast. Alright. It's on tape. Next podcast, we're going to do a test to see who knows the other better. Alright. I'll find like a BuzzFeed quiz. Alright. Or something. Alright, it's on. Fine. And I know, I I know these things. You know my favorite. Yeah, we talk about books all the time. We literally have a podcast where we talk about books all the time. I know your favorite television shows. Okay. I know your favorite movies. Watch this. Or listen to this, I should say. When's my birthday? Uh, January 1st. All right, yours is May 4th. Yeah. Uh, when's my mom's birthday? <laughs> when, when's great. my mom's birthday? Uh, nuts. When's my mom's birthday? Your mom's birthday is October 7th, for starters. <laughs> That's not fair, though, because I don't know my mom's birthday. <laughs> I know your dad's birthday. Oh, March. Yeah, March 4th, he said. I don't think it's is well, that's it March you, 6th, I think. March 6th, whatever. When's my dad's birthday? I don't know. It's actually three days ago, thanks for asking. Oh, how was it? I don't know. I didn't talk to him. Oh, okay, sorry. It's my real dad. Gotcha. When was your... Your real dad's birthday. June sixth. No, I meant my. Oh the my! One who my actually other... cares about you? Wow. Sorry. Harsh. I'm gonna take this out of the podcast. So it's sorry. November twenty fifth. I'm sure your dad does care about you. It's November. He just I lives... meant the one who cares. He just lives nine hundred miles away. Right. It can't be. Home. I meant the one who helped like raise you. Sorry. Um... I do feel bad for that one. I'm sorry. My mom's birthday is April 13th, by the way, in case you were wondering. Okay, bye. Alright, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, we want to do short stories and read them here and give feedback, yeah. possibly. So email <clears throat> your short stories to sugarditch123 at gmail.com. You will get full credit for it. Give name or pen name, whatever you want, uh, for the book, and we'll give our short story and we'll read it, give you full credit, give you feedback if you want it. If not, you should probably say that, and we'll probably just give it anyways. Just and if we don't it. share it on the show, we'll still get back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you get thousands, and then good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Which you won't, so you're fine. No, probably not. Okay, bye! Bye!